Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, I am going to talk about um, a dichotomy which I've experienced as a clinician and which most people will probably recognize once I explain it, where men who have difficult childhoods, so they have issues from how they were raised, you know, um, uh, obviously that could be related to anything, but we'll explore that. Um, they tend to fall on one of two kind of buckets overall. They're either scared of everything, very anxious, passive, scared, feeling victimized, or they kind of become assholes and they go on the offensive and they become aggressive. So if you are a man who is struggling with the aftermath of a difficult childhood, which you may or may not you know, say is part of your issue, you may not admit it to yourself, it always impacts you, then this will be useful. And also if you're married to a man that that grew up in a difficult circumstance, you may recognize these two types. Of course, everything is complex, people aren't just one thing, but you'll, you'll recognize probably some of these traits. Before we get into that, please do subscribe. My last subscriber episode was what the hell is therapy for? What, anyway, like what, what are you supposed to expect in terms of change? What are you, what are your expectations for therapy and can they be fulfilled? Because sometimes people's expectations are very different than what a human being, that is your therapist, can actually affect in terms of change. So it's good to know going into it and people usually like kind of a, uh, a look behind the curtain at, at what therapists you know, think about therapy anyway. That seems to be kind of a popular topic for you guys. I guess you are curious about about the process, obviously, if you're following me. Okay, so moving on, I was in my Facebook group and um, y'all should join my Facebook group because it sparks a lot of interesting discussions. It's $4.99 a month only and you get to it clicking the blue subscribe button on my Dr. Psych Mom Facebook page. Okay, so there was a discussion in there and there were these two guys that weren't really understanding each other. And what I realized was that, you know, it's because probably, you know, they both have difficult childhoods, but they adapted in very different ways. So one was more anxious and one was somebody who goes on the offensive, you know, who's who's one of those um, what I'm calling here an asshole. You know, and what's interesting about the guys who are assholes is they're never offended at asshole. <laughs> they just laugh. <laughs> so, you know, because they're like, yeah, I can be an asshole. It's like so obvious. They've heard it, you know, like they've heard it already. And as I'm going to explain, it's a coping strategy. It's like a preferred coping strategy. They would rather be an asshole than like a scaredy cat, you know. And so why would a man feel like these are kind of the two options that are available for masculine identity? Well, because of a difficult family of origin situation. So if you did not feel that you were in a home where you could trust your caregivers for safety and care and for the ability to explore the world, then you basically turn into somebody who is either on the end of an anxious, preoccupied attachment style, which is beyond just attachment style. The preoccupied guys usually struggle with anxiety in a range of domains, which I'm saying here is a, quote, scaredy cat, you know, for the sake of, um, you know, making something so obvious that everybody can can understand it. Um, and then the other guys become the more avoidant attachment style that say, I don't fucking need anybody for anything. Fuck all of you. You know, I know I can only rely on myself and I only will. And so, you know, these guys become really hard chargers and real assholes kind of in business and, and they could be real successful. 
Sometimes we go to the military, you know, and they're like, you you really learn how to be tough, you know? So, I mean, for, for somebody that had a fantasy when they were little of getting away from possibly a violent or abusive situation, or at the very least, an emotionally abusive situation, and that wants to just, like, be in full charge of themselves, never have to be vulnerable. This is a vulnerability issue. So they're terrified of being vulnerable. So the military is is off. And I see loads of guys that go from the military into business. A lot of these CEOs I see were military and then business. But anyway, whether or not they did military, which is kind of also based on your culture and where you're raised, etc. They usually go into, so like some guys went to like a military school. I see some of those guys too, or boarding school, or they just got the fuck out of Dodge when they were 18, they went to college or not, but they basically never came home again. So, you know, because their adaptive coping strategy was, I am going to be completely uh, self-reliant and fuck everybody, can't really trust people, could never really trust my parents, not that they articulate this, but this is where it stems from subconsciously, can never really trust my parents for shit, so I'm, I'm never going to trust anybody again. I am going to focus on me getting through the world like a hot knife through butter and fuck all y'all. That's like how they think about it. And then there's the other extreme, right? So then there's the other guys who are very anxious. They're passive. They are very anxious about women loving them. They're anxious about their sexual performance. They're anxious about... So so it was actually um, a discussion about sexual performance and guys who are too anxious to have an orgasm in the group. That led to me realizing there's this dichotomy that would be interesting to talk about. So there's guys that are... uh, like, Like the sexual style is very different between these two guys. The asshole guy could tend to be a love him or leave him type. He could have a one night stand all the time. He could have a million one night stands because it just shows how he's powerful, how he doesn't need to rely on anyone. He doesn't get involved with these women necessarily. And if he does get married with to, to a woman, it's after like he's thought about it and it's like a rational decision. And, you know, maybe they even did like a personality test if he's into that psychology or he just, you know, was dating her long enough that he feels that he knows her strengths and her weaknesses and what he can and cannot uh, expect from her. It's a very cognitive decision, and that's how he protects himself from the vulnerability of opening himself up fully, you know, intimately, right? But he has no problem with orgasm, usually. If he has problem with 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 anything is going to come if he takes like a medication or something. And when guys like this have erectile dysfunction, they get very upset. They'll like go off their medication. They, they don't give a shit because because they want to perform. Like it th- that's it's a source of strength, right? It, it's a showing that you can you know have sex with a woman and not be fully vulnerable. You you're vulnerable. If you lose your erection, you're vulnerable. So that's very terrifying to this sort of man, the one that I'm calling the asshole, right? On the other end of the spectrum, how do the guys get to be too passive, too anxious, too scared? They also had a difficult upbringing, but you know, people have personality variables. So a non-highly sensitive man will probably become more of the asshole, but a highly sensitive man in a difficult situation may become more of the passive anxious type of person who overthinks everything, who wonders, does my wife really love me? And these guys do struggle with orgasm, with erection, because they're in their own heads. So like the asshole guy will say, all right, if this guy is not getting off from, from sex, he's either has like a porn habit, maybe he's cheating, maybe he's masturbating furiously the whole time that you're out of the house, something like that. 
Whereas the more anxious, highly sensitive guys that never learn to trust people and fully open up within a relationship, and I'll discuss why in one second, they'll be like, no, that guy's in his own head. That guy's too anxious to come. He's too anxious to get hard. He's so anxious about what she thinks about him. The asshole guy's like, what she thinks about him? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I guess, but that can't be it. I mean, the man must have a side piece. But the, the anxious guy's like, a side piece? That's terrifying. I would never do anything like that. What if I got caught? None of those women would love me anymore, right? So it's very, very different personality styles. So the guy that becomes more passive is usually a highly sensitive person who is also in an abusive or emotionally abusive or emotionally neglectful environment, but he modeled after a more anxious caregiver. The asshole guy always has at least one asshole parent to model after, whereas the anxious, scaredy cat guy has one parent who's scared of the world, perennial victim, and it could be both parents that feel very victimized. It frequently is an anxious home where the parents are too busy um, being victimized by the world, and it's not their fault. They were taught the same style. They likely have terrible childhoods themselves, but in what we're talking about here, they are basically too consumed with being an anxious victim victim to really care for the child properly. And the child gets inculcated in this idea that only if they see the world as filled with perpetrators and they are a victim, do they fit into the rubric at all? That is like the family crest is feeling victimized. So they learn to be depressive, anxious, and victimized. You know, and then within relationships, they play the same role. They go for a woman that's an asshole so that they can still play the same role. So these are the preoccupied attachment guys that get involved with the avoidant wives. Now, what does this look like when it's a woman? I mean, I'll, this is about men, but I'll, I'll touch on it briefly. It's either the hard-charging, ball-busting bitch or the fainting Victorian lady with the fainting couch, right? These are These are the ways that this manifests. If you grew up as a girl, you're more likely to be the latter because women are more responsive to, um, like the, the world takes care of women a little bit more and allows them to be more vulnerable, etc. This isn't really vulnerability, though. This is anxiety. So anxiety precludes vulnerability. If you're acting like more of a victim than you are, you're not being authentic and real anyway. So that precludes actual intimacy, which is based on being authentic. But there's more women that take a role of being the perennial victim because that's how girls are taught that the world should protect them and they can, you know, share their scared and anxious feelings more so than men are taught. But um, it's, again, based on personality trait, on high sensitivity or not sensitivity. A highly sensitive woman raised by anxious parents almost got no shot not to be anxious unless she gets into a tremendous amount of therapy, right? And a non-highly sensitive woman, let's say that's raised by uh, an, an abusive parent, she may, if she has a, the the personality to do it, and, and this is all based, there's traits, you know, you're genetically have a certain personality. If she already has a personality with a lot of energy, a lot of drive, then she may turn into kind of the female CEO, the female uh, super hard charger in business, you know, doctor, lawyer, whatever, or just, uh, it wouldn't even have to do with career sometimes. It's just the woman that is like super productive. She doesn't need anybody at all for anything. She could be a stay-at-home mom. The house is perfect. The kids are on a routine like the military. Like everything runs effortlessly. She also runs the bills. She runs every single thing in the house. And the guy just goes to work and comes home. And then she complains that he's so passive, but really 
she would not be able to interact with a man that was similar to herself because that would be a power struggle. She needs to be in complete charge of everything. And it's very convenient if he has ADHD or addiction or depression or something because then she could say that it's because of him that she has to do everything. But if she looks back, she was doing everything since she was about seven years old because she couldn't trust anybody for shit. So, you know, it, it, this is this is how she is. You know, and so sometimes she could blame it on the husband and she picked him, you know, and I have this goes a lot to my podcast of when men never take care of you. One reason that men never take care of you is that you became this kind of person in response to a very difficult childhood. And you learned I have to rely on myself. I'm going to be a fucking asshole because that is the only way to make sure my needs are met. Right. And so the other type is this very anxious, what I'm saying, a fainting lady, you know, just laying around, kind of has trouble, has chronic fatigue, as this, that. I'm not saying anything about chronic fatigue. I have migraines myself, but I'm just saying the sort of person who has chronic pain is related a million times in the literature to a, a, a difficult, abusive or neglectful or just extremely stressful uh, upbringing, which kind of, you know, really fucks your system up, especially if you are sensitive. You know, if you are, if you are a highly sensitive person in a dysfunctional environment, this is how all sorts of disorders happen. You're more likely to have every single disorder under the sun and every medical issue under the sun. You can read the body keeps the score for more on this, right? So anyway, um, the, the, the point is that when you have a difficult childhood, it interacts with your personality, whether you're male or female, you can have a different sort of defense mechanism. And if your defense mechanism is being a victim and looking for people to care for you and being very anxious, then you frequently do not understand that at all the people whose defense mechanism is being super alpha, super cocky. Right. And the and if you are the super alpha, super cocky, you think that those anxious people are just fucking bullshit. I've seen this happen like a million times where I'm working with people that are at these high levels of business that are more the asshole or ball buster type to empathize with the people that are not as physically strong. And the and that physical that lack of physical strength is even worse when it's also somebody who is very scared because they're like this is like what they hate the most. So what you hate the most, and I have a podcast on this, is the disavowed part of yourself. These people that turned into the asshole, it's a coping mechanism with not being able to trust a parent. But they do wish on some level that sometimes they could be weak and vulnerable. They just feel that they can never be because they can never trust anybody to care for them in those moments and they never could. So they have, so this is a disavowed part of themselves, that weakness what they perceive as this weakness and vulnerability. And so when they see somebody that they feel is really leaning into it, they think that that person is milking the system, is lying, is faking, doesn't really feel bad, isn't really anxious, etc. You know, so that's why, like, as I said, that the guy who's more of the asshole type says, yeah, no, the only reason a guy would get in his head and, and um, not get, no, doesn't say in his head, the only reason a guy wouldn't be able to perform is he has a porn habit or he has a mistress or something like that. Whereas the guy who's more anxious is like, the fuck are you talking about? I'm like so anxious that I can't get hard. Like that, that is a real thing for me. And the other guy is like, what? Like that isn't real. Like that, that can't happen. I would power through that. And yeah, you would power through that. But then again, there's also bad parts of being the person who could power through literally everything, such as you are perceived as an angry asshole a lot or as somebody with no empathy. 
and the other person frequently does not. And you could see this other person, by the way, with how the guys who identify as being very unsuccessful with women have this term Chad for uh, men who are more of the asshole alpha type and they can't understand those guys and can't have any empathy for those guys. Like as soon as the guy's like a, an athlete or, a, or a, um, you know, a high earner or good looking or like a- anything, then these more anxious passive guys who perceive that they have always been victimized and that their role in life is to be a victim, they cannot even understand that those guys would have any trouble at all. They're like, oh, what's your trouble? You know, you had too many one-night stands with too many hot women? Fuck you. Like, that's how they feel. Whereas that guy who's having too many uh, one-night stands could have, like, fucking addiction issues. He could have, like, terrible anger issues. He could be unable to love. I mean, like, his kids could fucking hate him. You know, I mean, there could be all sorts of problems. He could have financial problems. He could have a million problems. But it's like the guy who's anxious around his performance with women and the fact of whether he'll be loved or any of this will, will not even, like, empathize with that at all. Because they feel like if you just didn't, if they just could hack their their anxiety issue, then everything would be fine. But it wouldn't because these are two sides of the same coin. These are how two different types of personalities respond to not being able to trust a caregiver to be that balance that leads to secure attachment of a parent that gives you comfort but also allows you to explore. A parent that is a secure base from which you can explore the world but also return for comfort. If you did not receive those two things that make a what Winnicott calls a, quote, good enough parent, the ability to allow the child to explore, but also to give comfort contingently when the child wants comfort, then you are insecurely attached. And this can go beyond attachment into general anxiety slash uh, victim slash uh, very scared, shrinking view of, of your role in the world, or this more aggressive style that gets its needs met no matter what, but yet finds it extremely hard to connect vulnerably to other people. And both of these guys tend to have uh, interpersonal problems with women, right? Within intimate relationships, the woman it, it always feels like her role is, and she's she's no picnic either because, you know, it's like you, as I've discussed in myriad times, you choose what makes sense to you. So the victimized guy is going to choose a woman who victimizes him, you know, pretty much the ball buster that I described, you know, earlier. And the guy who is, um, you know, Mr. Asshole is going to choose a woman that perceives herself as too, you know, weak and soft and needing too much comfort, which then he's going to look down on. Right. So, I mean, it's it's like goes to like here. It's very yin and yang what people tend to pick. Hopefully with time, age, therapy, et cetera, people can grow more securely attached and then pick a more securely attached partner that does not continue re-traumatizing them such that they both have to remain in these same roles. Right. Which brings me to the fact that if this did resonate with you on either end of the spectrum, then therapy can really help you see how you are perpetuating these dysfunctional, um, you know, assumptions and expectations about relationships and how to incrementally test being more, you know, in touch with the other side of yourself. For the asshole, it's the, the more vulnerable side. And for the scaredy cat, it's the more alpha side. You got to kind of integrate these aspects of your character, but if you if you picked one as your default mechanism to get through the world as a child where it was very adaptive, 
then now it can be very difficult to see that within you, you could, you do, as everybody does, have all of these sides, you know, like you, everybody has a strong side. Everybody has a side that can power through things. Some people just don't believe it. And everybody has a side that wants to be taken care of and loved. You know, and for these asshole guys, sometimes it only comes out in the bedroom. But if it's only in the bedroom that they could ever be vulnerable, then the woman just thinks it's all about sex and she's within her rights to think it because he never seems vulnerable or even in need of love in any other way. And so then she does feel used for sex and she should. Right. Because that, that's real. I mean, if if a, if if the only time that a man can let his guard down is in the bedroom then eventually the woman does not really, she, she's not emotionally invested anymore because she wants to be close everywhere outside of the bedroom as well. And that's what those kind of guys struggle with. But you know what? The other guys struggle with it too because they're asking for too much reassurance. These are the guys who say, no, no, women don't like emotional men, something that I did a podcast about. No, they don't like men who are always whining, like you don't love me today. Why don't you love me? Why were you looking at that other guy three weekends ago when we went to the festival? That's not sharing your emotions, you know? I mean, that they, yeah, sharing some emotions, but it's only the bad ones, only the ones that are guilt-tripping and, and anxious. So, so yeah, if those are the only emotions you share, it's not going to work. So therapy can help you figure out how to access all the parts of yourself, all the parts of your masculine identity, not just the ones that are the persona that you chose to, um, to very adaptively get through a dysfunctional childhood, um, those made sense then, but they don't make as much sense now and frequently undermine the ability to connect closely and authentically to a spouse. All right. I uh, hope this was useful to you guys and I will talk to y'all soon. Bye-bye.